so Kyle, how was your week? Are we on? Everybody and welcome to the No Name Football Podcast. Thanks Thank for you. Sean taking the cold yeah. opening away from Pete because Pete's dead. Pete can't here. say anything remotely. He turned into a second grader and actually told me, "Stop staring at me. I can't do this when you're looking at me." I was going to go with welcome with back in class today. I, I was going to go with welcome back, but then you guys are going to yell at me. I yeah. think it might be time to. No, that's fine. You can also find someone to do all this work too, as well. Okay, and you can find well, someone. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're back. This is the fifth episode of the No Name Football Podcast. Uh, we got a action-packed episode, some new games to play, a new draft that Kyle texted us about yesterday that we're very excited to get going. Very but as we do with every episode, we're going to start with our best of the week. And since we always start with Kyle... Wait a minute. We're going to start with Wait Sean. Minute. You started with me last week. Did I? Yes. I didn't even listen to our own show. He has no idea. All right, well, I don't want Kyle to go first, because Kyle, Kyle gets mad every time I pick him to go first. So. That's not true. It happened once, and I said, oh, that's fine. Sean, what was your best of oh, the week? Man. You start with the guy who's never prepared for his Yeah, you actually are never prepared. Well, i got to do a you talk, whole... You talk, you talk a lot of smack, but you're never I gotta prepared. Talk, i got to talk. There's a lot I have to You do. didn't even know the draft that we were doing no, three minutes I might, ago. No, I might just screw this whole draft up. <laughs> um, anyway... So my best of the week, I mean, this is not really a, a great start to it, but I think the best thing I saw of the week was, it was actually, could have been the worst of the week, but um, was that I was at the New London versus Fitch game all the way out in Canamel Field, which, can I just say, like, I'm shocked that it's like, the first time I've ever been to that field. New London's been on state power program. Anyway, there was a kid on uh, Fitch who got hurt. He was knocked out cold on the field, and uh, it was a little scary looking there for a little while. Um, and this, this is going to turn into a best very quickly. And when uh, they carted him off, all the New London kids who had been kind of chippy all game long, this is their next door name arrival and stuff like that. And then they were hooting and hollering at the Fitch sideline and all that kind of stuff. And, and when the kid was carted off the field, every single one of those New London players walked up to him and gave him a pat on the, on the shoulder. The kid, kid gave a thumbs up. He was okay. Um, but they, every single one of them came in and patted him on the, the shoulder or the helmet. And even as they were moving off the field, they even ran all the way over to the end so he could do it. And then the Fitch players eventually ran over from the other side and they joined him. So I thought that was good. Good display of sportsmanship, you know, even though guys might be, you know, screaming and yelling at each other and unsportsmanlike penalties, there was actually, everyone took a moment and remembered that, you know, this is just a game. Well, that That's was my good. best. I, that, I did not know where you were going with it at the beginning. So <laughs> what was, it's all about. That was a good best. Yeah. Well, you started with me, and I, that wasn't a best way to start, to be honest with you. All right, but... Pete is the captain of a rudderless ship. <laughs> uh, look, he, he could have had time to put it together, but Sean shows it to three minutes before the show. Yeah. I attended... You know, I do a lot of other things here, so... Do you? Yeah. Couldn't tell. Yeah. Okay. My best of the week, I attended the Seymour versus uh, Holy Cross game last Friday, and... Uh, the, the kids at Seymour, they miss me. I was the intern there last year. They want me to come back every time they see me. You know, I had a positive influence on the community, clearly. Clearly. Um, which 
reads, they just felt like they didn't ever had to do work when I was their sub. I'm impressed at how much they embrace Kyle, by the way. Right? Nobody likes me this much. No. Well, we do, but they, I mean, when we were at the Ansonia Oxford game a couple of weeks ago, there were a couple of Seymour people there. And yeah. Was, yeah. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. It was like Joe there. Jonas was there. Yeah. <laughs> I, got the, I got the hair. Or I used to have the hair. <laughs> anyway, so I was at the game and I told them, I really was going to go to the Woodland Wolcott game because it was I thought it would be a better game, which it turned out I made the right decision. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I went up in the student section with the Seymour kids, painted my face, uh, got into it with them. It was it was a good time. Um, it was really a terrible football game for the first 45 minutes, and then the final three minutes was actually pretty good. Holy Cross goes down. They got a, an insurance touchdown. Uh, Seymour rallied all the way back, uh, punched in a touchdown uh, from Ian Sadick, the quarterback, with a, you know, one minute left. And then they called timeout. They're down uh, 13 to 12 at the time. Called a timeout, and uh, Steve George and his Newtown-bred coaching staff decided to dial it up, get fancy, which they have nothing to lose this season. You know, they're they're yeah. in there probably on a one-year job, and just had some fun. They called Philly special on the two-point conversion, the uh, fake audible by uh, Ian Sadick went up to the line, direct snap for the running back Tyler Ganim, reverse pitch to John Dumas, the wide receiver, who pulls up to fire a pass to. Sadik, who had rolled out as the quarterback, and uh, go-ahead two-point conversion. The Hail Mary on the ensuing drive fell shy and saved what was otherwise a terrible football game. Uh, turned out to be a good ending. I got the video of that on the Twitter. Yeah, I'm gonna there you go. To, I'm going to have to grab that. But uh, Yours is the only one I could find the, online. Uh, oh. I didn't see none of the, not even in Sadik. He didn't put it on his huddle reel, at least not as of yesterday. Wow. Some other stuff was up there from that game, but no, uh, no, the, no uh, one cared about the end, I guess. The Seymour uh, the the two-point conversion is uh, a little uh, for, a foreshadowing for our draft later. Very good. This episode, thank you. I was struggling with that word. Yep. Um, <laughs> my best of the week, I was up at Platt at Falcon Field. And uh, every couple of home games, depending on how many home games Platt gets during the year, they honor or they host an elementary school that feeds into Platt High School in Meriden. Uh, so during the day, Platt players went to uh, Ben Franklin School in Meriden, hung out with the kids during recess, You know, got to you know just kind of be there and hang out. And then uh, the school was invited to the game. The kids from the were there on the field, high fiving the players, hung out after, and they took a bunch of photos and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty cool, especially for a city school where a lot of kids are, you know, jumping ship to go to either preps or Catholics. It's you know nice to kind of get that community, uh, you know, show what can happen if you get to oh, the uh, the high school level. So I thought that was cool. Uncle you know. Pete got to go home there. Yeah. Oh, well, that was yeah. So yeah. It worked out that way. That was a great game too. Gonna... I saw that you were hating on Platt's uniforms. I love the oh. gold. Uh, apparently oh, not. oh no, no, no! In Scott's unibrows, Platt's in there, but I voted for Danbury yes. because I you hear that? Platt love. I tweeted it out. Yeah, no, no. Like, what? I love the Talk gold. About your heel turns. I <laughs> I love the golds, but there's no better color combination than blue and orange. That's an absolutely terrible take. So, like you putting the noises in the top five mascots. Team names if you haven't say, gotten the Game Time CT magazine yet, make sure to reach out. Yeah, Maybe we'll get you a copy. Read that flaming garbage take by Pete in the last couple of pages. <laughs> you didn't put the Thunderbirds in, and you put the noises at five. That's embarrassing. I actually like the noises. I mean, I'm not saying they're a top five. I actually like the there. There, they was, were some, the, they there were the was some influence. <laughs> In the list, it's from a, outside it, parties who knew I was doing the list. Here's the thing: it's a it's an original nickname. That's fine. You know, and it ba- actually ba- has to do with their geography. The yes. little noises are it was a uh, thing for Native Americans. Yeah. That's so. good. That's why I like hatters. I love hatters. Right. But whatever. 
If we were doing logos, Hatters would be number one because I their new logos awesome. If you guys ever seen the new sides of the helmet for Danbury, they are unbelievable. It's a little creepy. I love That's it. The point. Huh? That's the point. Yeah, I like it. All right, so let's do our worst of the week. Um, Sean will stay with you. Well, you went first for best. You have to know you go first no, for worst. We already talked about what your worst is going to be. Let's go with it. Oh, my worst of the week. Yes, thank you, Kyle, for helping me out there. My worst of the week was um, SEC Tier 1. Um, and the I was at the Sheen-Fairfield prep game, and I was reading the returns from all across the, the SEC, SEC land where East Haven was beating Xavier and shutting Xavier out. And then over on the other side, Law was, was, was beating Cheshire in overtime. So I put out a tweet that basically said, like, yikes. You know, these love division. Yikes. Love yikes. These division. I didn't say yikes in the tweet, oh, though. Jeepers. But, I, but Jeepers. But Jeepers. Like, oh, I feel like yikes, yikes is such, like, a backhanded, like, a, like, this is bad. Like, yikes. yikes. I love it. Uh, so, anyway, so I put out a tweet saying, this ain't your brother's SEC Division One. You know, it used to be that the SEC Division One or Tier One or whatever – they used to wipe, wipe the floor with the, the smaller SEC teams. They were always going, oh, my God, we can't. But why are we playing these games? And yada, yada, yada. Well, you know, as soon as I tweeted that out, as soon as I went five, four, three, two, and all of a sudden Al Carbone chimed right in to say, like, oh, you're, you're criticizing our teams. and You're damn right. And I was all about that. Yeah, absolutely. And then he said something about, well, what about the FCAC at the bottom? We're not talking about the FCAC, Al. We're talking about SCC Tier 1 right now. It's supposed to be the meat grinder, as we said. <laughs> That's just awful. <laughs> I'll leave the meat grinding to you. <laughs> like you're saying it on Halloween. Meat grinder. All right, let's it's not from the monster match. Yeah. <laughs> the meat grinder. Anyway. Anyway, the point being is, so bad. is that, the let's, come on, get lost with that. Uh... The SEC Tier 1, you know, I don't know what you guys did. I don't know if you've been reading your press press clippings, but the ECC Tier tier 3, they are, they are coming up right behind you. And, Al, I'm sorry to say it, it's not a good, healthy thing to have your, your top teams losing to your, your smaller division teams. I know you can say they're, oh, they're Class L and what whatever. A, what about the FCAC? Yeah, what was his point His there? point there was that the FCAC is also top-heavy. Yes, but the problem is, is that what you're saying is that the SEC's alleged top is not good this year. Right, that is exactly what I'm saying. Like Shelton almost lost to Cheshire, which turned around and did lose to Law, which and lost to Newtown by fifty. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I know, I know. All these teams are, are, you know, are all trying hard, and, and it's a struggle at Xavier. But I, we all thought that Notre Dame West Haven was going to be like have the roughest season out of all these guys, and it turns out. The teams that we thought were going to stink, like the West Havens and the, and the North Havens of the world, they uh, they're actually they're actually good. Yeah. Uh, I you know I don't know what to quite to make of it. All I know is that I want Hand back in the SEC tier one. Can we please do that? And and then he said, Al said, well, Zager belongs in tier two, and I so that I say get LOL. lost. Any Catholic school. Should never be in anything but the top division. Sorry, if you don't like it, then tell them to recruit better. I don't know. Tell you. There wow. Hey, I love wow. you, Al. I love you. Don't hedge your bets. Thank wow. You. But that was, you know, that was... Ray Curran can say it all he wants. All of a sudden, he's gone. Now I can't say it. Come on. That was, 
That was anyway. Crazy. That's my that worst. Hot take. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That was worth the price of admission. Oh my god! All right, I think that's the end of the show. I think we'll just end on that. No, that was amazing. My Kyle, do you have worst? Of my the worst week? of the week is a third degree burns Al just suffered. <laughs> that's that's your best. Wasn't that your best? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a worst other than well, congratulations to Wilby for breaking a thirty-three game losing streak. Yeah. Um, so that's for the worst is for Crosby. They defeated Crosby by like thirty, um, which just point remains. Uh, Waterbury football needs to be reformed. Yeah, we yeah. we've talked about that. We've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, horse, but yeah, if you want to hear that, check go back archives. two weeks. Yeah, check the archives. Go back two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think it was week two. Um, and my worst of the week is something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, PA, mm. you know, people. I was at a new field. Uh, I'm not going to throw the person under the bus specifically, but if you're doing PA and give, the team's on third down, which league? It's in the Pequot. Um, yeah, you can figure it out. Yeah, you can figure it out. Um, and the team, you know, you're, the home team's on defense and they're trying to pump up the fans. You don't say, come on, fans, Johnny and Alex want you to get loud. And then when the opposing team calls a timeout, you say, wow, look at the great job we did. Yeah. No, you didn't do anything. That's not your job. Your job is to get the line of scrimmage correct, and that is it. Do that and leave everything else to the actual people who are supposed to do that, which aren't at high school games. Right. Very good. Yeah. Here, all, here. all the games I've been at have had great announcers, by the way. No, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Well, you know, maybe I just have. Your and there, was there great. are good places with good announcers. The Shane black guy's great. great. Um, but, like, when you're sitting there and, and, like, you're taking credit for something that you didn't, do, like, yeah. don't make it about yourself. You're here to inform, not to entertain. Yes, and when and you're doing that. it's not even entertaining. And so when stop. you're doing a bad job in informing, when you're like, oh, that looks like a first down. And it was, like, it was a three-yard gain. Yeah. <laughs> like, nailed it, bro. <laughs> Way to go. That was awesome. Crushed it. Uh, I texted Kyle. I was so you mad. Were, you really did. I, yeah, I got that text. I was laughing out loud when I saw that. <laughs> But, yeah, just, it's like, just be, uh, yes, be heard, but basically be seen and not heard, even though you're supposed to be heard. Right, we don't want to think about it. This is not a safe zone for a safe space. For no. PA and <laughs> no, except for Nick, though, because Nick's great. Right? Nick Capria. I love that Paul, Nick coaches Paul. a football team, and he also does PA for, for a different football <laughs> That is incredible. I just love that there are two other Nicks out there who are Nick both of, from yes, Long Island. The, the many faces of Nick Capria. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the three faces of Mick Foley. <laughs> I have not been to an O'Brien Tech game for a few years now, and I'm wondering, and I, that was, I don't know, maybe five years ago, I'm wondering if Nick now just walks up and down the sidelines and calls the plays. Tells exactly <laughs> what he did. Calls That'd the, be awesome, right? Calls the plays. Love does the play Nick, by play. Let, let's get that O'Brien Tech, uh, are they undefeated still? Yes. Uh, yes oh, we're going we're gonna to get to them. Oh, They're mailbag mail uh, question. Mailbag question. Uh-oh. All right, um, we're going to throw it over uh, to the poll now. Sean, I, obviously yes, there weren't any big upsets, but there's a little bit of some movement there in the poll. Yeah, let's take a look at the old poll here. Uh, at number 10, we actually have our, actually our, we have a new number 10. Um, it's actually our previous number 9, which is Naugatuck, which had its what a third shutout this season. And they uh, fell. And what? And they dropped in the poll. Yeah, and they actually dropped. Yes, mm. because I guess everyone's all, all aboard the Southeastern train. They jump yeah. up to number nine, scored 24 unanswered points in the second half of their game versus Hall, and they go into that huge matchup with undefeated New Britain, which will be covered by Pete later on in the week. Pete went up there today. I did. That's number nine. At number eight, we have Newtown, who crushed Bethel 58 to nothing. Oof. Um, 
Yeah, so they get a, they go into their bye week. It's the bye week for three leagues, I believe. It's the ECC, the SEC, and the SWC. Uh, so anyway, Newtown comes in at number eight. They have a bye before they play Norwich Free Academy in two weeks. So there you go there. Okay, anyway, uh, number seven is New Canaan. What language was that? I don't know. I was going one way and then went the other. Okay, anyway, New Canaan beat West Hill 38-14, and West Hill kind of gifted them, gifted them some field positions, so that was kind of an easy one. And the number seven Rams now winners of three straight going into their showdown with Greenwich on Saturday night. So that should be really interesting. They're going to need to win that game if they want to, if they want to have to breathe a little easier as far as the class double L playoff. Yeah, you made it seem like it was a must win for them. Oh, are you talking about <coughs> on spot on 98.7 ESPN with Mike Quick? No, oh. I was talking about the uh, post before the play. Oh. Um, you know, they need to, uh, I mean, if they don't win there, then they're going to have to beat Darianne. That's for sure. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll be 7-3. and three and it's. I've seen worse double L records. I mean, eh, not really. Yeah, usually, usually seven work. and three is yeah. is about the cost. But yeah. yeah, I think we had a couple seven and threes a few years ago, but not. I don't think we did last year. But anyway, that's a that's a big game for them. Um, number six, East Hartford, which actually took care of business. How about this line here? Raekwon Tompkins threw for three touchdowns, ran for three touchdowns, then he ran a kickoff for a touchdown. Pete's boy. As he, <laughs> that's right. The East Hartford Pugagas. The Hornets beat Glastonbury 49-21. And are four and zero going into their game versus Hall. Is that it? At number five, Shelton christened its new Finn Stadium digs. It's nice new turf field, and they beat the heck out of Guilford, forty nine seven. Usually Guilford kind of shows up in that game, but not this time. The Shelton offense back on track. Jake Roberts, eighty two yards, two touchdowns, and one hundred fifty five yards, and two more touchdowns. So the Gales offense finally kind of moving after Jake some the snake. listless few weeks. Anyway, so face turn. Yeah. Uh, St. Joe comes in at number four. They're, after their first loss of the year, they beat up on Wilton, which usually gets in trouble, but not this time. It was a 40 nothing and a half time, right? Yeah, it was 40, Yuck. 47 and Yikes. Nine. Final. Jaden Sheridan, 108 yards, four touchdowns, and they head to Ridgefield, which last week lost to Staples, which is also 4 0. But anyway, number four, St. Joe's number three remains hand with four first place votes. They beat up on. Harding, how about this? Phoenix billing eight for eight, two hundred and four yards and three touchdowns. Hands hand scored. It's a great name. Heck of a baseball player. Well, he was heck of a quarterback too. Hand scored six touchdowns on sixteen plays from scrimmage. Oh, that's Peyton Manning efficiency right that's there. That's Sonia versus MVL efficiency. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's another inefficiency. Uh, Norwalk be uh, sorry, Norwalk loses to number two Greenwich, fifty-five like nothing. What's that? So it sounds like one of our headlines. Yeah. <laughs> Man, God. Greenwich, they mean the Norwalk Hour. Greenwich comes in at number two. They go into their big game. They haven't played a uh, big game yet this year, and they face, uh, they go to hit the road at New Canaan. They get one extra first place vote this week. They get to 11, and they pull within uh, four first place votes now. Darianne, number one, defeated Stanford 427. Ho hum there, and the way we go, they face Staples 4 0 Saturday. Another big FCI game. And a couple of those games we are going to touch on later in this episode. Um, but for right now, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back after this. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. 
All right, we're back. Uh, thank you so much for sticking with us. Uh, Where the hell were they going, Pete? I don't know. Maybe they decided to shut us off. Maybe they put us back on. Well, they thought they paid for the ad-free version of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, After the success of uh, what was the stadium venue draft, um, the uh, reception that we got from from listeners was pretty good. We decided to we wanted to do another draft. Kyle came up with a really good idea. So this week we're going to do we're only going to do three rounds, but we're going to do a snake draft of favorite trick plays. Mm. So anything that you, when you see and you're like, ooh, that was awesome. That was um, inspired by my game last week. Yes, it was. And that's what, yep, with the Seymour Philly special. Wait, um, wait was that a Philly special? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's debatable because the Philly special, the ball was snapped to Nick Foles. It was a variation, but Pete's on the other day. He's telling me it's not the Philly special. Well, no, no. I'm saying it's a variation Cause, of Because the quarterback didn't hand off? Well, I'm saying it's not the exact play. Right. It's well, a variation the of same, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Right. They snapped it to a guy who was acting as the quarterback. Yeah. You have different variations of play flickers, I think. Yeah, no, no. Absolutely. I just... Okay. It wasn't anything crazy. That's fine. That's not my number one pick. All right, so Kyle does get the number one overall pick. Uh, Pete will go second, and Sean's going to go third, then fourth, as we kick it back in the snake draft, and we're going to do it for three rounds. Um, Kyle, would you like to start us off? The number one play on this list is the greatest play uh, in the history of sports, and it is best known, I think, from a fiesta ball about 10, 15 years ago. We're going Statue of Liberty. Uh, Absolutely love the Statue of Liberty. Jared Zbranski yep. running that to perfection. Who was the running back on that team? Uh, that was that, um, yeah, I see his face right now. Ian Johnson. There you go. Yeah. He, re- Johnson. he proposed his he girlfriend, proposed right, his right, girlfriend right, right after. Crazy. Um, I would have done that too. <laughs> that's the only game when I, I, I was I in high school, I was probably 15 or yeah, 16. Oh, yeah, oh, six, oh, six, yeah. And that's the only game that I've ever regretted going to bed for because, like, it was a blowout. Oklahoma yeah, was yeah. up, like, 25 points. Yep. And uh, Statue of Liberty, absolutely beautiful. We, pr- I remember practicing that in the backyard with my friends for weeks after that. Yep. We used to just – the way that they ran it, especially the Boise State play, was different than – it was a variation on the Statue of Liberty. Because yep. it included the fake throw and then the hole behind the back yep. play, which was awesome. Um, so, yeah, Statue of Liberty, if anybody in the state runs that play this year, send us a video. please send me a video. <laughs> I will come out. I will – Buy wings, sit at your field, and not share with you. But I will. He'll be there, and he'll and he'll tweet that. about it. Yep. I think New Cannon ran a variation of that against yeah, Grant for a two point conversion. Two thousand nine. It was. It was. All right. Yeah. Going off of the Statue of Liberty, another play from that game, if you remember watching, was the fourth and long on the final drive where they ran the hook and ladder. Yes. I love the hook and ladder, and the fact that teams don't run it that much. Uh, blows my mind because it's kind of easy. Obviously, yeah, they have the time right. But anyway, so in the Boise State game, before they scored and went for two, they were facing fourth and long game on the it's like line. Fourth and like 16 or Yeah, 18. they threw the hook and ladder, which is, you know, a curl route, um, whatever many yards. And then as the guy catches it, he's got a receiver, times it perfectly, you pitch it to him, and he's gone. And mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, it works so well all the time because when you get a guy on a curl route, everyone's kind of, you know, he's kind of stopped, and there's like that hesitation. But as the guy's running by, you get in the ball in his hands. Everyone's going the other way, and he's gone, you know? So um, hook and ladder, uh, number two, love that play. Because like once that. I knew you were going with the Statue of Liberty, I was like, this is going to play perfect. Great segue, it. Pete. Yeah. Pete stepping up his broadcast skills this I am. week. I'm trying. All right. I guess it's my turn. Um, 
I'm going to direct your attention to the ECC where we saw NFA last week do the fake punt where they it was direct snap to the up back. Now, if you're the Giants fans on and this table, actually, I don't know, it's you might not you big. might not have even been alive at the time. Oh, it was '91. I think you were alive. Yeah, I was but, one. Yeah, you were one. <laughs> but in the NFC Championship game in um, 1990, the 90, 1991 January uh, was the great play where they snapped direct to Gary Reason. He had a wide open. Uh, run and he got knocked down by I, I guess it was uh, Kofer, the kicker at the time, and uh, he should have gone for a, for a six there. But uh, that's a great play. And NFA ran that play. The reason why I bring it up, NFA ran that play last week to some hysterical results. So the 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 snap was to the up back, and he ran into the line, but he got stopped. They they kind of stopped him there. He and they're like and the guys on the broadcast CT. What was it? CT game day. Yeah, he got the, the, the They day. were like, I don't think he got it. But meanwhile, he hadn't actually had it. His knees weren't down. So the kid was just kind of like with his one arm. He was sitting on some guy. He kind of flew it back. To the punter. To the punter, <laughs> who happens to be the quarterback. And he ran for more than a He ran for yeah, like, it know, was, 40 yards that video. Someone. You got to watch it back and forth because you kind of lose where the ball is at some point. So I'm like, I hope they actually drew it up. I were, oh my God, I'm getting stopped. Oh my God, everyone cut me up. There you go. You throw it back to the, to the punter, sir. Good job by him. And uh, uh, number two, huh? Uh, oh yeah. So how do you get back to that? I gotta get. Uh, I gotta get back to back here. Uh, I'm glad I send the roundup of what we're doing out on Sunday. Don't hurt your. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah. What else is there? I mean, <laughs> so many of them. Yeah, there are. <laughs> I have a list of like ten in front of me. I know. I'm looking at like a. I'm gonna to have to just defer because you I want can't to treat, you want to okay. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna treat. Right, so, so we're not doing a snake draft anymore. We're just doing a regular draft. Kyle will go. Let's just talk about go. great play. I don't. Sean will go again. Kyle, the fourth pick this. goes to you. Right. I'm gonna go with a play that if you're on the receiving end of this play, you are so mad, like unbearably mad. This is the fake spike. Oh god! Two, two minute drive, <laughs> two minute drill going down, especially at, like the end of a game. And you just get this quarterback who you know if now as a Jets fan, I see this happen. The most infamous I, I just, spike of all time. Yeah, it's just yeah the Dan Marino. That was spike. one where, I mean, watching it live, you were like, that what? might have been that the first never one the ever. first ever. I don't think I've editor ever seen it. Was well, it ninety seven or ninety eight? I was looking it up uh, uh, it yesterday, and uh, Peyton Manning tried to do it like in his career, mm-hmm. and he faked the ref so bad that he blew the play dead. Wow, that's great. <laughs> But anyway, so yes, the, the fake spike, spike. Uh, and then Ben Roethlisberger did it a few like two years ago. I yeah, think. he uh, he did it like really that. low. Yes, he had his hands low, anyway, and then he popped to it. me, first of all, my father always complains about spiking football because he says, "How is that not intentional grounding? You intentionally throw the ball into the ground." Yes, and I'm always like, "Yeah, I mean, you're right. You're not wrong. I mean, come on." Um, anyway, fake spike—it's brilliant. If you—that's you, one play that you can only use like once every. Yeah. So you know, very yeah. infrequently. Yeah, absolutely. But really, why not just do it all the time? Yeah. Um, my second pick is uh, the flea flicker. Mm. I love great the flea flicker. One, yes, great name. Two, if it works, your wide receiver is wide open down the field with ten yards to spare. Unless There's enough. Unless you're Phil McConkey. To me, that play has become increasingly oh, less score. successful over so, time. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I've seen, I've seen absolutely. it attempted at least three times this year, and it's failed every time. Yeah. And it's usually because there's good coverage downfield. Yeah. Like, that coverage does not get blown anymore. No, they, but, they're like, they're, yeah. But not, I, I literally picked it because the name is fun to say. 
But I uh, see a lot of teams run that, yeah. and it goes for like ten yards. Yeah, they'll just. I, it the, doesn't uh, go for a touchdown. The touch Patriots here. yesterday tried to. Was it yesterday? A couple of weeks ago, they tried. No, it was yesterday with James White. He tries to run the flea flicker, and James White just but he just dinks it right to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that was great. He could have just done that off the line. But anyway, when the flea flicker works, it looks great and it's awesome. So shout out to the flea flicker. I'm I'm kind of still. I like I'm a controversial. I like the old halfback option. Mm, strongly agree. There it is. Halfback you know, pass. Yeah, where I mean, if you watch the Class S championship game last year, I mean, Sonia seemed to kind of rely on it a little too much because that's really all their passing game was. And there was a few, but there was one moment where they they connected for a big big gainer. Uh, that's always great, especially if you have a really good running back to do it. The best all time I've seen was 2007. You know where I'm going with it. 2000 again, Ansonia. Where Alex Thomas was like the state's all-time leading rusher, and they were in a dogfight with Seymour, and oh, one of the all-time greatest state games. You know, Rob Moore and Seymour. They were they were no one gave Seymour a shot going into that game. It was at Seymour, and I believe it was the third quarter. And you know, Thomas was he he wasn't really it wasn't his normal he, self. He hadn't got one of those long breakaway right. runs. It was like the four. And he wasn't going to the way Seymour's defense was playing. That that became. Clearly obvious because they they were marking him. So finally, Tommy was just like, "We're gonna he's gonna throw the ball." <laughs> and so I, you know he threw the ball touchdown. And Sonia stretch play out to the right. Yep, and... right. He rolled out right, and everyone came in and. I mean, Sonia ran. That was a beautiful play. And so I asked Alex after we go, "How many of those have you done in your entire career?" He's like, "Oh, that was my first. That <laughs> <laughs> was his first one." So that is on an all-time great play. I do love that. Uh, that's that's an oldie but goodie. All right. That is a good one. I'm glad you had one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just needed to think about it for a little bit. That's all. Kyle, your final pick. I feel like it's low-hanging fruit to take Philly Special right now, so I'm not, even though it is an absolutely beautiful play when it's run. Yes. Away. And, but I think at the same time you put the ball in the quarterback's hands and the... Right. So I think at the same time, I think that one has the potential to turn into a flea flicker where I think teams are eventually going to catch up to that one. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll keep the jury out on that one. Uh, however, I don't think that kick return tricks are used nearly enough. And there are two that jump out into my mind. Number one is the cross-the-field lateral. Yeah. The famous uh, music New city miracle. miracle. Yeah. I saw a kid, I had a seventh grader, who came into school one day, a couple weeks ago, wearing a Frank White Oh, that's jersey. right. Yeah, you mentioned that. It's like, unbelievable. The jersey's I, older than him. I asked him, I was like, why do you Why do you have this? Like, you know who Frank Wycheck is? He's like, no, my, my dad or my brother's a fan. Yeah, I was going to say, dad. Frank Wycheck probably retired before that kid was born. Oh, definitely. Anyway, my favorite, favorite one, though, is where the guy lays down in the end zone, <laughs> and they don't realize that he's there, and then they throw a lateral over to him. Did and, you see uh, the uh, the fake punt the other day in college, where the kid, like, kind of, he just put his arm up, he wasn't really calling for a fair catch, and everybody just stopped, it was like the and biggest. he just kind of walked 10 yards, and then just took off. I love those kids. Yes, that's a great point. Right, so, I was actually going to bring that up. Though. Kickoff oh, returns. Wow. Yes. Um, my final pick is going to not be kickoff returns, and there's not many fake or trick kickoffs, but I'm going to include this. I don't know what to call it, so I'm going to explain it to you. Sean and I read a game last year, Trumbull Greenwich. Mm, Greenwich. This was great. This was awesome. And Greenwich goes to kick off. The kicker runs past the ball, and their starting center comes across and kicks a squib. Yeah. And Greenwich jumps on it. They get the ball. And watching it, I couldn't stop laughing. It was so Funny. It was like a trick onside kick. That's starting to become more popular in terms of having two guys lined up and yeah. the defense has to sort of pick which side. Yeah, but, I mean, you got two kickers lined up. That's one thing. It was the kicker and the center. Oh, and, yeah. you know, 
this is a kid who plays for Greenwich, so he's just the center. You know what I mean? It's not like he could do punts and plays quarterback. Like, this kid is just the center. So watching him kick the ball, and then, like, I think he jumped on it, too. Or Greenwich jumped on it, he started celebrating. I, in the, if you watch Sean's video, I'm laughing, because it was just so funny. Uh, that was that. one of my favorites. Anytime you get the big men involved with the ball. Yeah. Well, okay, that so that's what I said. That was going to be my next question. If you watch the video, I'm in the back, and I always talk during Sean's clips, and he gets so mad at me. But I'm like, oh, I literally, I'm just like, oh, look at the big guy. And he kicked it, jumped <laughs> on it, started celebrating. It was awesome. One of my favorites. It's not really a trick play, but I do like the like the tackle eligible, or the lineman I'm eligible. I was going to the jumbo eligible yeah. play on Monday night. Well, I mean, I, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to keep this all into high school. They yeah. actually amity their uh, defensive lineman, um, DiGello, Joe DiGello. I mean, again, this is Craig Brewer. He's the master of all this stuff. Sure. He's going <laughs> to you know, so he's gonna call in and be mad that we didn't have him on. Fifty-eight lined up in the backfield, and they were, you know, handed up to him. But I do like when they put him in like a tie end. He reports as eligible, and they still make that type. You know, it's coming, but you're not. Yeah, you you're not gonna stop, stop it. it. And, uh, I just, you know, anytime you like Kyle just said, anytime you get the big men involved, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. That's your that, So I, when I put the graphic, I'm just gonna put big, big men, big dudes, big, big men. I was, yeah. I was gonna make an honorable mention. I don't even know if this place legal anymore on the defensive side. The Polish goal line. <laughs> from Buddy Ryan, if, if if I'm trying to remember the exact scenario, but it's like if you are if the opponent has the ball on like the inside the five yard line and the, the time is ticking down, and you don't want them to have basically four shots at the end zone, you, you just put 15 guys on the field on defense, the and you'll just be continually penalized as the clock runs down. down because the <laughs> the Giants did that in the 07 Super Bowl yes. when when the Patriots were yeah. they scored the Patriots had the ball they had Randy Moss. I think it was 12 guys on the field. Brady drops back. They throw it. They knock it down. 30 seconds come off the clock. Penalty. Clock keeps going. Exactly right. Is that legal? I don't think. No, it's definitely illegal because they flag you. Well, yes, but I don't know. I don't know if they flag that before. Didn't that just happen in the NFL? Can they also flag like too many men and then delay a game on the defense? Yeah, but the clock. You can't put time back on the clock. You can't put the time back. If the play is run with 15 guys on the field. Yeah. Then you don't get that time back. You're gonna. Right. What are you gonna get? Half the distance from the one. Yeah, line? yeah. <laughs> it's true. And the clock keeps going. And there. Now you have to defend one play. Eleven. On yeah. There are a couple more uh, honorable mentions. Um, I like fake field goals where um, the 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 snap goes to the holder. He flips it over his head, and the and the kicker goes. Anytime you have ju- like a kid who is just a kicker or a punter, and they have the ball in their hands, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Watching them run because they never get hit. No. And like they're like trying to run as fast as they can, as far as they can, near the sideline. So anytime you put <laughs> the ball in the away. punter, yeah, in the punter's hands or the the kicker's hands, uh, you said the Music City Miracle. Um, I'm gonna, I'm, my honorable mention is, is speaking of Craig Bruno is actually kicking and punting at his game. <laughs> <laughs> he came up to me after the so he beat over cross, and I'm like, "Well, you got a good team." He goes, "He goes, yeah, you saw me kick and punt too." Did you? <laughs> I don't do that a lot. Oh, that's. Uh, I mean, anyway. if you have a kicker in in high school, it is. Well, he never had it. That was why he did that at Benel beginning. When he didn't have a punt. Well, he also no. he'll be. I think the first delegate. He doesn't really dedicate practice time to no. developing one. Of I don't. I really. If you look at kickers around the state, I mean, you have a lot of them in Fairfield County, like in the SEAC. Uh, there's a couple in the SCC. I mean, kicking's obviously different than it was say 20 years ago because there are actually camps now for it. I think it's very fascinating. But when you go to like some of these Pequot schools who, like you said, they their quarterback is their kicker. 
I mean, I covered Maloney last year. Their kicker who kicked extra points was their linebacker. All you need is to poach a soccer player who doesn't get in the starting job. Yeah, and that's usually what happens. I mean, yeah, I look on these, some of these kids' huddle pages, and the kicker is always some, some soccer kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it, it, it bit Platt uh, this week. Platt had the ball in the three. You know? And and they, they went for the field. Well, then they got oh, bucked up to the six. They went for the field goal. Yeah. With top, they missed, and then Windsor won a double overtime. I mean, they... I'm, there were all, well, well, I guess we'll get to it, but there of the six overtime games, there like most of these were lost because of yeah a, a failed kick, yep. a failed extra point. That's so it. that's why you look at a guy like Craig Bruno, and you're like, you might as well because yeah. you know even even if the kid's a great kicker, it's still high school. He's still in front of all his friends and family and everything, and yeah. oh my god, you know the so nerves have, get to having it. guys like uh, your boy over at Shelton. That yeah. kid's good. Yeah. I don't want to. Uh, and, uh, and, I don't want to mispronounce Andre. I don't want to pronounce Andrei. his name wrong. Kid, or it's Andre. I don't know. How yeah, you kid, the kid, the kid's good though. He is but, good. Uh, all right. Well, that was a good draft. And I think we're gonna have to bring that back every every week, every couple of weeks. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Kyle. Uh, maybe next time, Sean will do a little research. <laughs> how about you do the poll and and I'll I'll organize this. Perfect. Sounds yeah. good. Let's right. do that. Let's do that. Uh, maybe everyone will Girls respond if I do the poll. Thank you. Yes, all right. <laughs> so we kept the mailbag open. I think we're going to keep it open every week and just see what kind of questions came through. So we got a couple others um, I kind of wanted to talk about because we either didn't get to them last week or really haven't spoken about them that much so far this season. And, you know, we want to try and talk about the entire state. This cute double t- uh, You like that? How I tried to write that? Yeah, yeah that was a little too far. All right, so right off the bat, um, this person asks, who is the team to beat in the Pequot? I think I can answer that. I think we both saw this team, and I yeah. think they're really good. Yeah, I guess it's going to happen. Well, you know, it's right now, Cromwell Portland's playing the best of them yeah. all. They're also playing the biggest games early in the exactly, season. I think we're yeah. going to see Valley Regional kind of step up. Valley Regional every so often just says, hi, on Valley Twitter. there. I know, but they say that their new Twitter account says like, "Hi," like you know, "Hey, SPD, what's up?" Just randomly, didn't no no information, no video, no just a friendly reminder. We're still here. Hi, how you doing? We're undefeated. Uh, I believe so, uh, the Valley coaches were at Cromwell Portland all time. Well, they better be. Jeez, <laughs> you know if they're playing H- HK, beat them last year. Yeah, HK is good too. I mean, they just you want to talk about fake plays? They ran a fake punt that didn't work, and it completely turned the entire game around. Yeah. You know, you got to take a shot there because I guess that uh, HK, you know, run team, I mean, they, they needed something to go their way. Oh, absolutely. But I, I think I would agree that Cromwell Portland's probably the best team to be playing. Yeah. I mean, or Car- at least right Carstetter's now. A, Carstetter's a pretty good quarterback. Good. I mean, you say he didn't have a great game, but Nick Wright in the first three oh. games was ridiculous. No, he he just didn't get the ball. I mean, I know he's super talented. He didn't get the ball, but their other receiver, Hinkle, did. Yeah. So you got a guy, he caught three touchdown passes. I mean, Carstetter can throw the ball, uh, Car- Carstetter can throw the ball around anybody. They have. Lockwood's a good running back. Um, and yeah, I mean, kid, yeah. Um, I don't think they have that. I mean, Lockwood, but I don't think they have that, you know, that Christian Sapp type yeah. know, oh, no. I player. Think I think this is more of a pass team than yeah. it is. I think their defense is spend but don't break. I mean, I saw North Brantford run kind of up and down the field on them. So I have yet to see Valley. I don't know a heck of a, a, heck of a lot what they're about, but. Forno, Forno. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming we're going to see them down the road. Yeah, uh, at some I would point say. very soon. Kyle, do you have anything to add? Negative. Okay. Uh, this question uh, is for Kyle. I think this question was. Well, specific. let me just double back real quick. Yes. Uh, I know that Sakakis is the one that's usually 
the best of them. But I think right now Stafford's looking like the best team in the Yankees. Yes, and we and we like and Stafford. they they beat we like the heck out of SMSA. That was supposed to be another showdown game. I don't think MSA MSSA has it this year, obviously. Yeah. And then the, I guess the other one, Rock, you know, look out for Rockville. They had a big win over Coventry, which had won 13 straight Peacock games. And they, so. they emailed us about that. Yeah. Right. And a shout out to, uh, we, we, we're big Stafford guys on this podcast. Big, yeah. A well, big fan Brian Mazzoni Brian. sends us his box every week. Oh, actually, he didn't send it last week. But Knickerbocker did. Knickerbocker has sent <laughs> us his box every week. So Eric Knickerbocker from Rock uh, Rockville, you are our favorite coach in the people I know. After Tim <laughs> King, I guess. We love you, Timmy. Go. Um, all right, next question. This one is for specifically Kyle. I think this one will be pretty short. But should the NVL cease to exist? Such a funny question. <laughs> I really respect the question. As the uh, as the future NVL commissioner, as the rejected commissioner, self-rejected. Um, listen, the NVL is a fine athletic conference in general. Like. The NBL is sometimes arguably the best state, uh, the conference in the state in terms of baseball and softball. Um, yeah. What, a couple of years ago, they won five of the eight championships. Um, two years ago, maybe. Oh, did they win? Oh, no, no. no. Um, Let them talk. Yeah. Oh, they had, oh, Walken and Seymour played in the baseball final this year. That was just yeah. last year. Good job. Um, yeah, listen, football is just, it's a, it's a, it's a stain, I think, to some degree. There's, and it hasn't always been this way, but now since we talked about the whole Waterbury issue, there's just, honestly, there's just too many. There's six teams, yeah. six football teams being fielded in a city that has 110,000 residents. Yeah. You know, it's just not, it's, it's, it's not six. a good thing. Yeah, so that's a lot of, uh, a lot of football teams. It, it was the one league that I'm like, stop expanding. Right. You know, like they added St. Paul. I don't know if they needed to add St. Paul. They, added, no well, they, they, Paul. they felt as though they had to keep adding in even numbers. So when Derby was going right. to come, they felt, you know, they had to add St. Paul because St. Paul was looking for a home. And so then they went to 14 and then, you know, they, they added Oxford. So they went to the odd number, which Oxford belonged there anyway. And then they added Waterbury career because they needed a new high school, I guess, in Waterbury. Anyway, um, no, it shouldn't cease to exist, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that everybody has to be, listen, we know it's not really a very good top to bottom football conference. Yeah. Nobody's saying that Naugatuck's going to win the Class L championship. Nobody's saying that Ansonia's going to win Class S, but, you know, every league has its Ups badness, yeah. too. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of silly sometimes how the NBL schedule is put together. Yeah. Where you have these horrendous football games where the head is in the sand to say, oh, well, you know, we, we run on an unbiased power schedule. Well, it's time to bias it and make it better. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Absolutely. I think I said it last week that they need a tier one and a tier two, basically. Yep. All the lower valley schools, maybe you add, you know, Woolkit and uh, a Water Tuck and a Nogget. Well, I mean, I think Nogget kind of. I heard that. Water Tuck. Water Tuck. I think <laughs> yeah. that. Well, they were talking I, I about think, combining schools. I think they all belong in in one NBL division, and then all the other ones can play, duke it out for the championship of the lower division. And, and then even if you, if you got some. Some Division Two, Division One crossovers. You get a crossover here two, and there. But... And then when they beat Division One team, Sean will talk smack about you guys on Twitter. Yes, but there's no commissioner to talk to. <laughs> no, that league is. Not, it's Kyle, honestly, we're getting you that. It needs to figure itself. There's out. no. There, yeah, it's just it's kind of a mess. All right, so that was. So more we, of we rib on Al a lot, but at least Al's there. Yes, no, no and Al at least we have a lot of Al. Right. Yeah, but right. that was more of a question just for Kyle, and he thought it was funny. So um, like this it. one, we've gotten this question two weeks in a row, and they keep. 
it. They keep talking on Twitter and, and Instagram. They did this during baseball, too. They're actually right for baseball because they did win a state title. But mm. Weathersfield? Yeah, guess. is Weathersfield for real? Now, I, I'm just going to jump into this quickly and say Weathersfield's 2-1. They're in Class L, and they lost to Middletown, and they beat Leo Smith and Bristol Central. Now, 2-1, you got to go out. you got to win the games that are on your schedule. You have Hartford Public next week. Weathersfield should be 3-0. Please don't. You have three straight week games, three games against Platt, Maloney, Windsor. If you win all three of those games, come back and ask that question again. Yeah, that's all on the road. Yeah. They're going to get a hotel room in uh, Meriden? Uh, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> okay. Jeez. But, uh, no, look, what it feels You're like... that, Jason? Noted Chamber of Commerce member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, don't think, I think Pete's going to be uninvited to Jason Bruins... Uh, yeah. Thanksgiving Day. He's <laughs> their jerseys. Oh, you think, oh, what did you say about uh, Meredith and Pete? Pete turning against his old, old Another heel turn today. <laughs> Twice. Um, but I think I just, Weatherfield, come back. You got those three games. Those are big games. Yeah. You win all three of those, then we're talking. But the way that the CC schedule is set up, you really can't tell who's who until later in the year when you actually play. You know, I, have a, I have a suggestion for Weatherfield. You need to score more than 20 24 points a game. You yeah. Need, you need to do that. They were averaging under under 24. It's 20, 20, and 24. So, uh, yeah, guys, you need to score a little more than that. They only scored 20 against Middletown. They lost 28, uh, sorry, 38 to 20. And then they only scored 20 against E.O. Smith and only 24 against Bristol Central. Albeit a shutout. All right, that's good. Uh, um, Harper Public this week, I, I think that's going to be a win. But you're going to need to score more than 20 to beat Platt, Maloney, and Windsor back to back to back to back on the road. Yeah. So, so we'll. Uh, I'm going to say the answer. I'm going to say the answer is no. I thought they might be, but I don't think so. I'm going to say no as well. I was going to include them in contenders or pretenders last week, but they weren't right now, so they didn't get to be in the game. Yeah, you're getting there, Weathersfield. I mean, you know, it's been a little bit of a road back, but you almost had it. Got to be quicker than that. <laughs> you got to be quick if you want to make it in this business. <laughs> All right. Um, I got you a dollar. <laughs> Um, the last question, uh, again, it was asked two weeks in a row, and I'm pretty sure I know who asked this question, so we'll answer it. Is there any tech school in the state with a shot to win a state title? Now, I'm going to amend the question because I know that all of our answers are going to be no. No, no. So I'm going to amend the question and say, are there any tech schools in the state that have a shot to win one playoff game? It depends if you get a tech on tech crime in class S. All right, well, then the question for the third time. Who's the best team in the tech division? Or the tech league? The Fighting Condors. Absolutely. Absolutely. Condors. Yeah, Nick and uh, the Although, Rock Brothers. Bullard Haven is 4 Quietly, yeah, quietly doing. I mean, it was a little bit of a struggle last week against, uh, who would they play last week? Bullard Havens, they, they Quinnebog. I forget. They beat they they have wins over Quinnebog, MCW, Wilcox, and oh, Vinyl. It's a shame. Vinyl Vinyl gave them a nice game. I mean, maybe that has to do with Vinyl getting some kids from uh, Whitney Tech or something. I don't know, but uh, a little bit of a tough row there. They, they they had to split that one out. I think it was 20, 2016, I think it was the final. So I think I'm gonna have to go with the Fighting Condors, a fight in the Prius. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, agree. And I say. mean, the Rock. You see what the, the Rocks did? Mm. Yeah, that was crazy. Well, how many points they scored in the first quarter? Uh, 35. and uh, They were all... Was it Joe Mar or Dante? Oh, God. It was Joe Mar. It was right. the running back. Yeah, because Dante's the quarterback. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Joe Mar. Yeah, John Nash texted us and goes, what's the state record for uh, rushing touchdowns well, how many, in the game? He He's five? like, Rock has five. 
<laughs> we're like halfway uh, home. Yeah, halfway. There. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, you're halfway home, and unfortunately, um, the guy oh, was it what Wilcox, right? Yeah, Wilcox didn't, uh, you know, tick them off with like a social media post. So, exactly. as far as I know, yeah, glory days. So, <laughs> so, so we won't be seeing a Zach Davis uh, a reprisal. Yes, but you saw Zach this past week. Yeah, right? I saw him at uh, the Fairfield Prep Sheen game. Showed up. Um, that was it. Yeah, okay. talk to him. How, how, how's he doing? Oh. I mean, you know, he's big time now. He's, he's, a, he's a big upset time. that Pete doesn't remember him. Yeah, you know, it was actually funny when I, I interviewed him uh, at the end of his senior year uh, at the Record Journal. They do the brunch. And I was talking to him, and I was like, yeah, you know, you scored uh, 50 touchdowns this year. And he looks at me and he goes, it was 52. <laughs> and he starts, like, laughing. Cause, like, yeah. for half a second, I was like, oh, man, I think he's actually mad that I got it wrong. My best, Zach. <laughs> Davis story, just since we're telling him now, <laughs> is uh, beginning of his senior year, Mike Pucci uh, had him on the top 25 players to watch, and I was a little skeptical. I was like, look, yeah, he had some big numbers there, but he did it against some really bad teams. I mean, Sheen was kind of it just beginning to make a move at the time, and I'm like, he did, you know, let's, let's be real here. Is he a top 20? I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. But there was some bad teams he was a part of. And sure enough. He was uh top. He was, yeah, our number one, our, you know. We made him first team all stage, as he should have been. Yeah, he was a finalist for the Walter Camp Player of the Year, too. Yes. And I don't think. He nailed that, it, Sean. Yeah, I don't know. That's my. <laughs> I said it every time I do that. I, I go, oh, here we go. Who am I going to leave off this year? Yeah. So I put that, Zach, I put uh, his brother, Jordan, who, you know, got injured. Uh, in a car accident over the off season, and so everyone's like, "Well, you should put Bogan in there." Well, I mean, jeez. <laughs> and then Bogan goes and rushes for like six hundred yards in his first two games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was great. I, you know, I don't know. They were really tough. The Fairfield Prep was really tough against uh, Sheehan last week, and they could really close out. I, I thought Sheehan really should at least try to run the ball a little bit more. And the passing really didn't really help. Oh, not that you know they couldn't do it. I mean, obviously they got within what the score and a half, I think yeah. nine points. With a touchdown pass, a really nice one too by uh, is that West? Yeah, West Jersey. So um, to uh, Simmons. Yeah, that was one of the best games that we uh, heading into last weekend. Um, but we're gonna be right back. We're gonna take a quick break, and uh, we'll have the meat grinder for you. Every Tuesday afternoon, make sure to join Game Time CT soccer writers Scott Erickson and Joe Morelli for the Just for Kicks podcast. From the top teams and players across the state, nobody knows soccer better than these two. Was there an extra bone in that one? (laughs) You know that sound. We had it on the pulse setting. (laughs) (laughs) You know that sound. That means that it's meat grinder time. Uh, We're going to take a look at this week's schedule. We got a couple of. I think there are three games. Yeah, there are, but those are there are three really good games to look at, and the rest of the schedule is kind of forgettable. Okay, um, well, yeah, we have three leagues that are off. Yeah, well, that I mean, that is a big reason why. But I think the first one uh, that we take a look at in the CCC, we mentioned it earlier in the game, but Southington at New Britain. Right. Um, you know, Sean mentioned it a little bit before. New Britain's 4-0 for the first time since they won the state title in 2003. 2003. Since Jack Cochran was there, and which uh, is unbelievable to me. And, They've had some pretty good teams since then, too. Yeah, and... Uh, 
New Britain hasn't beaten Southington since 2008 when they beat them 3 nothing. Yeah, there you go. Love that. So, 3-0 uh, game. Shout yeah. out to Sean Patrick Wally for that information. And then they lost 3 nothing a few years, years, yeah. years later. They've actually lost nine straight coming into this game. So, I don't know, 2008, 2018 might be a time. For... Yeah, I mean, this is a good New Britain team. I don't want to give it all away because we'll have a story on Game Time CT no, late, no, later this no. week. But, what, uh, what should they expect, Pete? <laughs> what should they? Well, they got look. You got if you can run the ball, you can control the line of scrimmage, you can control the game. And what happened last year with Southington in the games that they lost to East Windsor and um, East Windsor and South Windsor um, when they got down East Hartford, South Windsor. East Hartford and South Windsor. Oh, thank you. East Windsor um, doesn't East have Windsor. a football team. No, they're a co-op or something. Try it. Try it. A try up with. Uh, Windsor Lock. Anyway, anyway. Uh, if you can get ahead, you know, Southington, since they win all these games in such blowout fashion, when they had their backs against the wall last year, they weren't able to come back. They weren't able to move the ball. And if they're, if the throw's not working, this was last year, they had some injuries, and they had a young running back. They weren't really able to move the ball, and they were facing fourth and longs almost the entire fourth quarter. Um, so I think with the team that New Britain's got this year with the running back, Sean Robinson and Kalon Gunn, they control the line of scrimmage. They can control the ball and score early and get ahead. And yeah. you know, I mean, you put Southington on their heels, see Southern, if they could respond. Southington in its current configuration, if you look at their four games, the opponents have hung around in most of them. And it took only Southington, you know, getting its act together maybe late in the game or to start the second half as they did last week. It was only 13 7 against Hall last week. And then they scored 24 straight points yeah. to, to put it away. But you know, if you can, you know, keep uh, if you can catch Southern napping a little bit, and I think you know, New Britain has a, a really good shot here. I, I love, I love Robinson. I love Yop. I think those guys are gonna. I, I, I gun, see. Don't I, forget gun. Oh yeah, and and gun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see the snap breaking, Pete. I, I yeah, I'm kind of I'm on the Hurricanes bandwagon. Wow. But I, I'm, I'm looking. Way. We need. They need to have another. I mean, they've had some classic games in the uh, CCC, all courtesy of East Hartford. They need to have another. You know, Southern needs a. And New Britain needs to have a classic showdown. And there's nothing going on Friday night. Just nothing. This is it. I'm sorry. So every, Stafford's got, you know, Granby, but every, every, that's way up there. Everybody's going to be at this This game is a double Friday L night. game. All the history. You know, you have Drury and you have Tabucky Jones coaching. They, ah, I love it. I think it's a great game. I'm excited. Game. I'm it very excited. Really I saw one. this at, when when New Britain started. They won their first two games. I was looking at their schedule. I'm like, oh, who, who have they played? Who are they playing? Because Southington doesn't play East Hartford till the second to last week of the year. Right. So it's like there's no good games in the CCC, like, and then this one, and you kind of watch New uh, New Britain, and all of a sudden they're four and zero, and they're sitting there, and they can move the ball. I mean, they have three guys, including um, their quarterback. They can all rush for a hundred yards in the game. I mean, they can control the game. I didn't mean again. They're really well coached. Oh, absolutely, guys. I mean, if, if, it's they, not if they're going to run for a bunch of, I mean, if they're going to run for a hundred something yards, um, it's going to be hard, hard. No, absolutely. It's definitely going to be a classic. But um, I think this game, here, here's the thing, anyway, this, uh, even if the SEC was playing, or the FCX, I think that, you know, the FCX got its game on Saturday. I think if the SEC played normally, I still think this would be the game of the night. Yeah, I mean, I circled this a couple of weeks ago, and I told you, I was like, this is the week yeah. I'm going up to New Britain. I don't know how many big games are left in the SEC, man. Oof. Do you want to, uh, tell us about the that, SEC right? tier, tier one. No. I don't think Al has enough yeah, burns. You can rewind. Yeah. I might join you, Pete. I might yeah. go to that game. Yeah, come with. Uh, it's at Willowbrook Park. Yeah. Um, great place. parking. Great, great parking. Great parking. Great good. parking. Nice field. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were I'll, there for the All-Star game. I think I'm going to skip the only 
NBL game is, I think, decent is uh, Seymour at Wilkett. And uh, as previously mentioned, I don't think Wilkett is – they just got pounded by Woodland. And uh, Seymour's performance last week, uninspiring against uh, – Yeah, that's disappointing because yeah. I thought they were way they were playing. I thought they yeah. might. And, you I, know, everyone says that. Well, who's going to beat Antonia? Hey, yeah. Seymour. How about Seymour? I think I checked Seymour off the list. So yeah. well, now, Are they going to allow down, you back in the fan group? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. What, so what do they, they call their fan group? Uh, the Wild. Wild yeah, the wild I did not know that. I yeah. need that. I say chess at SHS oh, the wild oh, yeah, on Twitter, I, get I believe. I get it. Honorable, me- honorable member, Kyle sure. Brennan. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I love they're all they're all screaming at Kyle in that video he took out the play. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That, that guy jumped cool. in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike, Mike Starkey, good kid. <laughs> Give him a shout out. Yeah. Um. All right, Sean. What were the two uh, FCI games that you mentioned earlier on Saturday? Uh, Saturday, we have the. Uh, well, yeah, we have oh, the. Exactly. This is uh, yeah, one of the FCX, I think, three weeks where they're actually good matchups. <laughs> true. All right, I shouldn't say that because the first two, two out of three, you uh, first weeks. Yeah, I know. I know. What I, do I, you I, like? Like, yeah, the FCC does it right, but the FCX, you know, but it's just not working right now. But the FCX just completely does it wrong. Oh, like, if, if Greenwich does not play Darien, like, get. Yeah. But anyway, so, but the, who Darien does play, they do play. Sporno uh, Staples, Phil Treglia came over from New York State. Uh, there might have been a little bit of turmoil early, but you know what? The Wreckers have just been all business on the field. You had Jake Daw last week. You didn't even have the Wreckers on your list. You had the noises on it. Yeah. Oh, the Wreckers is a great nickname. Embarrassing. That is one of the all-time great nicknames. I might walk out right now. Yeah, you might. Well, Other than the fact that I actually have to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well, we can we can wrap this up quick. So, <laughs> but you know, you have you have Staples, and everyone's kind of forgotten about Staples here. They're four and zero. They beat Ridgefield last week. A big, you know, win. They played well, and now they go into the belly of the beast in the FCAC, Darianne. On Darianne's home turf, and, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, what do we think about Darianne? Are they, no, I'm just kidding, we're not going to go Well, I mean, everyone at this table still votes Greenwich number one, so we already know that. And, then Greenwich... and we all and we all hate Darianne, according to everyone else. Oh, so. oh according oh. to, listen, Dar- <laughs> if the shoe fits. We are in the tank for, by the way, we are in the tank for Darianne, like, quietly, though, because. People are still upset about my Don't tell anybody. <laughs> are they really? If you're listening, don't right. tell anybody. <laughs> Right, so all right, so Darian got another. Are they a pretender? Are they a contender? Stapled? We didn't even go over them last week, did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, we did. I forget. All right. Well, what, all right. So what did we decide? He listens to the show all the time and then texts me things that we need to do yeah. differently, but then forgets what's in the show. Um, can we wrap this up, please? And stop um, I think I think we all said pretenders. Okay. Well, this is where they check the archives. Yeah, we'll we should see. actually look back. The last time they've gone, they haven't beaten Darian since 2012. So. When you get the show to be closed captioned, don't you have an intern with nothing to do? <laughs> okay, um, maybe. All right, and the other big but, game is yeah. the unnamed bowl, the, the the Marinelli Bowl Part Five or whatever it is now. Who cares? Uh, because um, Greenwich now with his first, they had the week off two weeks ago. They come back, they beat beat up Norwalk fifty-five nothing. They're playing great. They have Camizio's going. Yeah, you, you got Gavin Moore the quarterback. You have Tiki Barber's kid running around out there. They're going to Dunning Field, and they, they finally snapped their streak against New Canaan a few, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, they beat them last year because they went undefeated. Right. They went, they went, they snapped it because they lost to New Canaan like badly for 10 years. Yep. And now the shoe's on the other foot. Now New Canaan lose to St. Joe week one. They've had three weeks to figure it out. Drew Pine and the guys have figured three weeks to figure this thing out. And now it's 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 uh, time to for a pop quiz. It, it's either put up or shut up now. 
Yeah. Because if they lose this game, that's two losses, and a third will, will pretty much all but knock them out of the Class Double L running in their first year in Class Double L, and that would just be a shame. That would be. So that one is definitely a get out and go see. Let's just do it quickly. Yeah. Granite or New Canaan? Granite. Granite or New Canaan? Uh, well, there, I voted number one, so Granite. Yeah, I'm going to go Granite. I think New Canaan really, and they haven't, again, they ripped up on, uh, I believe it was Trumbull? Yeah. I forget. Yeah, Trumbull, and then last week, I mean, West Hill kind of gave them the game early, so they took themselves right out. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know about New Canaan. I don't, I, I'm a little skeptical. Yeah. I know I said on Mike's show, well, I think they'll be okay. I forgot. They already have a loss. Yeah. It's <laughs> going to be interesting. This is my, this is obviously the biggest game of their season right now. This is it. This so. is your season. Otherwise, you're going to be saying Hosanna's. What? No, I'm, I'm listening to yeah? you. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to be rubbing the rosary beads. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that'll be it. You're going to be, uh, or you'll be, you guys will be watching Hallelujah. from the, from the south. All right. Thanks, Leonard Cohen. Um, on that note, boys. That's the wrong song. This no, is always a pleasure. Hallelujah. Yes, I know. There's like seven different, there's a million different versions of Hallelujah. All right. All right. That's the only boys, one. Boys, thank you. Thank As you. always, get out and go see some games. We'll talk to you guys next week.